Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Curious K Podcast today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Wherever you're listening across the world, and uh, this is going to be our ninth episode. Wow! Uh, I mean, it all started like a joke, and here we have. I mean, we've had a series of amazing conversation uh, with, with entrepreneurs doing amazing stuff in not just in Nigeria but across Africa. And the last episode was with Blessing Como, uh, a very young, smart lady that is uh, that she's working on phytomedicine. She's doing amazing stuff. And this week we're here again to continue this very uh, interesting conversation. And we are having a very special entrepreneur today on the show. He's a friend. He's a buddy. He's uh, my own boy. <laughs> I like to call him C Money as well. Uh, this is really going to be exciting. Uh, please allow me to to introduce Confidence Odion. Yeah, he's uh, founder, uh, the president of Beat Drone. Uh, his company is one of the first set of companies that pioneer uh, this drone industry in Nigeria. And he's been doing amazing stuff in that space. Uh, so today on the podcast, uh, we'll, we'll be having a conversation around how, how we started Beat Drone, uh, funding his plans for the future, the amazing project is about to launch, and everything amazing around around drone and the impact, you know, in Nigeria so far. So without much ado. Uh, I would like to welcome Confidence on the show. Confidence, welcome to Curious K Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. Great to have you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well, very good. Amazing, amazing. And I believe it must have been a great year for you so far. And uh, even during the COVID, I knew you were doing some exciting stuff. And um, so let's let's just get into it. Uh, you, you're the founder of Beat Drone. So I just wanted to know, how did it start in terms of Beat Drone? Was that like your first idea? I would just like you to give us a background into your entrepreneurship journey and how it leads to you founding Beat Drone as a company. Well, in uh, 2014, I I was surfing the net. I you know, initially I was listening to a particular radio station called uh, Nigeria Info, like 9.3 in Lagos. And the young man spoke about uh, he got a grant from Google, I think he got fifteen or twenty thousand dollars, and um, he also encouraged people who have great ideas to approach incubators. And uh, they can enable them, fine-tune them, uh, push them to uh, market entry. So he mentioned a couple of incubators and partial incubators struck into my head. So back then, I merely went on, online, started surfing the net, uh, trying to look at uh, who they are. And I got off to their website. Then they, were, uh, they just started. They were Taking their first uh, well, I was when I applied, and uh, I got in. Uh, initially, my first idea was beat traffic. It was a traffic management application. Uh, we ran that for uh, approximately uh, the traffic app was just like Google app. What we did was we, we like Google Map API, 
and synchronize it with all our users. And we are able to signify which areas are actually uh, busy or have heavy traffic and which areas are free. So, for example, you're using our app, even if you don't launch the app, the app is tracking your speed, right? Once you start moving, just like you're speeding down your vehicle. So, we're able to use a logarithm to triangulate which uh, uh, areas are actually heavy. So, for example, you're moving on, let's say, Turbulent Bridge, right? And your speed is between 30 to 30. Uh, we know how to say the moving traffic, right? So that means there's high influx of vehicles, but they are moving. And we also see other vehicles within the same range where there's a moving. Then if your speed is between 10 to 20, there's slow moving traffic. With, uh, if it's from 5 to 10, you know, it's heavy. And then fast moving traffic between 50 to 100. And so that works very fine. We also, we're providing uh, traffic information on social media, like Twitter. Then we continue to provide uh, information to radio stations, right? And also on WhatsApp, we had a group of people that would always uh, say that, oh, we leave very early to try and tell us the traffic is going around. So we did that for a long time. We moved about 10,000 negotiations to backward. Um, I wanted to take it to the next level. I thought of, oh, why can't these people see the traffic in their eyes. So what did we do? We spoke with Silver Television, got a partnership, and bought a drone and was flying what our traffic airing every day, just like you see in New York, where the helicopters come and then they show you rush our traffic. So we're doing that every day. And we also created a link because we're streaming live on YouTube. So we created a link on our app whereby you can tap on wide navigation can tap on the video and uh, you can see the traffic ahead. Or if you are approaching a particular route, the video can pop up and tell you, oh, five kilometers away, this is a traffic situation. So it was very lovely. Very, very lovely. However, we found out that monetizing it was a little bit difficult. So for two years, we ran on our own money and generating one single revenue was a problem. Right? Everywhere this is always mentioned, oh, traffic from big traffic. I mean, it was fanfare, big traffic and video traffic radios, you know, competing and everything. And we got to a point where we said, oh, okay, I think this isn't making money. What do we do? So back then I had to sit back and created a pivot. I thought of the most important thing is seeing what we've all built. To the drone, right? Funny enough, I had a friend then at PWC that is Price Water Cooper. He shared a documentation with me that says, uh, Clarity from above, drone power solution. Carrying out the, uh, reading the entire document, I found out that, oh, drone technology is just actually far beyond taking pictures and videos. Like, drone technology can actually work in almost all sectors. So I was I was wowed, actually. So I, I sat back and actually started studying deeply about the drone industry. I also did my own research, personal research, asking questions and moving around uh, 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 places to understand market needs and what value I bring in the table. 
So that was how Big John was born. So in 2017, we created Big John uh, under Transgender Technology, and we were able to kickstart our first uh, trial phase. So we focused majorly on agriculture, oil and gas, and infrastructure, right? Because these were the three most, what we call it the big three industry or sectors in Nigeria and also Africa. There is no African country that does not have large-scale farms. There is no African country that does not have mining as their major means of income. So they posed or should I say made a case for us to be uh, uh, the, the focus sectors that we work with. And uh, the creation of it enabled us to fully understand what problems exist in the agricultural sector, how these drones are, what value they will bring to the table. So the, for us, it was a very great pivot from traffic to utilizing high technology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, to develop solutions that were beneficial for most businesses and also government uh, agencies. Amazing. So, so Beat Drone started for you. Initially, you said you were trying to for Lagosians, all right? And at a yeah. point, you wanted to make that solution better. And it was like, what if we get real-time camera feeds uh, for our users? And that was where the whole idea of using drones, you know, application in different sectors. And this is very interesting because I like the fact that if, I mean, entrepreneurs should understand that if you're starting a business, it's not necessarily the idea that you started with that is actually going to make you scale. And I think you are able to learn very fast from that and move because monetizing was also an issue for you. All right. But I would like to step back a bit. Uh, so you, you mentioned you're in passion incubator. So what, what, what was the value for you then starting out uh, in that incubator because I was also part of the court that time. Yeah. <laughs> I think we yeah. have a yeah. I, I have a podcast where I would discuss about my experience being in an incubator you know, sometime soon. But confidence, I would like to hear from you. What was the experience like in those very early stages in, in trying to build beat traffic? What was it like? So I think uh, we both were among the first cohorts. Um, the value we got was having uh, businesses, uh, business owners, uh, the likes of uh, uh, junior founders come in, talk to us, Matation of Hotels at NG, uh, even on Eric Alkuma now with Sam Crowdy and Stacey Walker. I mean, there, so many entrepreneurs came in, spoke to us, people that have done this in the past. Even the guy that, that started this, um, uh, uh, this telecommunication uh, network, I think this is a uh, uh, MTEL, I think MTEL, yeah. So, Chicken Wobi. I mean, so many of these guys came in and spoke to us. They gave us practical lessons. I mean, that was where we found out that it's okay to pivot. It's okay if something is not working, you learn from it and you move to the next thing immediately. Because the truth is, most people rely on that idea. They have a, an emotional connection with that idea. Even mm. within Big Drone, we've pivoted on so many operational or 
business model that we see that was not working in the, in the last year, and we'll continue to keep on until you get it right. So the most important thing is two things. You're creating value, one. You are also making money because business is all about money. Business is mm-hmm. created to provide value in exchange for cash. So if you're providing value and the cash is not measuring up to the value you're creating, it's a problem, right? So at that point, you're creating value and there was no cash, right? So we had to go back to the board and we rethink and we came out with it. And those experiences from those uh, veterans in the industry enabled us to actually move a step further. So the incubators are very practical. And I think most of the time, I, I don't think they're currently we still have those incubators that are actually need bent in training entrepreneurs, pushing them through this resource space, having their MVP, their prototype, doing their having their startup board and all other stuff. I mean, we went to the streets, we are asking questions to get real time information. Right? And we're able to test our ideas, run down the prototype, ensure that it has a market uh, 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 market fit, and then bring out our MVP, our minimum viable product. I mean, it's it, it what is that those knowledge have helped me to date to maintain a clear stand on the principle of business. It's, business is tough. In Nigeria, it's tougher. So you need to understand how your market is. You need to understand what works. And over the years, we would continue to refine until we get a particular principle, right, at the point where it can be its own. So for me, I, I feel that incubator uh, passion classes is very beneficial to train me as a person because businesses, corporations, companies, personally, I don't have those knowledge. I wouldn't have gone to where we are today. So what about funding? All right. Uh, I mean, you, you were doing this in 2015, if I'm right, all to 2017 before you had like your first 2014. 2014. All right. So what was it like? How can you compare funding? How were you able to navigate funding early stage businesses for you back in those days? What was the so, process I mean, like right now? I mean, I mean, back, back in those days, raising the k USD was like, Losing a million dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you hear people, oh, we raised uh, 10k USD, we raised 5k USD, 100k USD. I think the maximum on them was 300k. So you like, we, we had the early, we had the early stage of startup founders, right? And then getting funds was very, very, very difficult. But I was able to uh, get my first investment in 2015. From Aldi McCurry. And uh, he, like I said, he said, I'm investing in him, not just his idea. That I believe that he, as a person, has the ability to create a, a bankable business, right? So Interesting. Point, so, so, how, so, how much did you raise from Aldi at that point? Uh, it, well, it's not for public uh, information, but we raised some couple thousands of dollars. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so so, so have you raised a follow up investment after that? What, what has yeah, been all you've just been able I mean, to grow I mean, with that seed? Yes, yes. I mean, uh, from then we've raised a couple, uh, 
however, uh, I, I myself, I believe in uh, not, should I say, uh, I believe in working along with so many people. So we can go, the same thing, you go alone, you go with people, you go further. I, however, I would say something that what you get is what you make it right. So negotiation is key for the survival of every single business. Uh, Watching this series, it, it made me also understand that in life, everything we do is negotiation. We negotiate with everybody from our family, the business, to even walking down the road. We are negotiating. So having a good negotiation skill is important to having a measure of success in life. Right. So can, so, you, can you tell us about uh, beach drawing in terms of, you mentioned you're playing in the agriculture sector, oil and gas and yeah. mining. Can you just walk us through your impact in terms of the value you've created for businesses in this space so far? Yeah. So um, starting in agriculture, which is a major, major, major uh, sector, uh, focus sector, we've, we've had over... Uh, 50,000 hectares of lands under operation, uh, lands uh, either engaged, uh, either engaged in spray, mapped, or conducted a crop analysis. So for spraying, uh, I'll give you an example. One hectare is the size of the football field. So 50,000 hectares, just imagine 50,000 football field. That's a lot, right? Um, we've done... Uh, we've been able to bring in uh, uh, AI drones that can spray one hectare within 15 minutes. Amazing. It takes one human, 10 like one day job to spray one hectare, but the drone will do it in 15 minutes. Right? Now, the question is what value, aside from time, is the farmer getting? One, reduce number of chemical usage. So if a farmer is spraying herbicide, initially they would need four liters of chemical to four liters of water for one hectare. Now they're wasting a lot of water, one, and they're applying so much chemical per hectare. With the drones, it's reduced about two, two liters of chemical with 30 liters of water. So you see that the concentration of water has been reduced drastically. They're not just wasting water, right? They're conserving water. They're also conserving chemical. Now what that does is it reduces the chemical footprint within the soil. So the crop will no longer have chemical uh, 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 deposits within them, which is good to the health. And we can also export to the Italian Because most of our export don't go out of Nigeria because when it gets to testing labs, you find those chemicals in them because they're too much. Also, we reduce the uh, error that happens. So, for example, a human is spraying a hectare, he's walking around, he omits places, patches. Sometimes when they're tired, they actually omit larger areas, right? What that happens is this. The farmer loses about 50% of his crop by harvesting, losing both his capital and every uh, profit that he should have made. So, these are the problems that plague in agricultural industry here in the whole of Africa because of lack of modernization. Constant usage of personal means of farming. But the drones coming quite accurately at less time, 
less chemical. They are saving money on chemical. They're saving money on uh, on extra labor costs. And they're also saving money on duplication of scrapes because normally they'll spray like five, six, seven times. Imagine the number of chemicals you're buying five, six, seven times, right? Now, the drone will do it once and you've got, your, you've got it what you need. So instead of spraying seven times, you're spraying it three times, right? Now, another thing is uh, creating maps. The drones can give you a detailed map, tell you where the elevation of your land, tell you how your land is situated so you can be able to understand the high peak, the low peak, and plan accordingly. You don't need to do a landscaping gate, right? Then, the crop health. Using infrared rays, able to detect which crop are unhealthy and advise you on what you should do, either to apply nitrogen, phosphorus, or potassium, whichever is lacking within the crop, or is it even lack of irrigation that you want. This data that we get, and these executions that we carry that are very precision. Um, over the time, there's conditions that exist factory. Uh, so we've had issues where batteries are not grown further. Batteries are able to uh, even die. Like even the recent one we had was the uh, the aircraft was flying. The, the aircraft fly at low angle. They fly like zero uh, zero point nine to about two uh, meters above the ground. So just between your foot or to your maximum of your knee cap, that's low. So, and the lithium battery just, and the drone fell, breaking some components. So, the major hindrance between the drone technology is the battery. But good enough, there have been updates now, like this fuel, they call it the hybrid. So, that way, you are flying with fueling, and there is, uh, what do you call it, there is no hindrance in movement. So you can go further, fly longer, and also ensure that your aircraft cannot just fall down because of uh, a battery, the battery uh, uh, ampere was distorted either by uh, change in direction or temperature or so many, because lithium is very volatile. So so many things can make uh, lithium to lose uh, amperes or even create a short circuit. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so what about you've given advantages in terms of uh, uh, it's cheaper, it's cost effective. So, what is the scale like? Uh, do we still have more farmers using this traditional method of spraying crops in Nigeria, or what is the what can you say is the percentage of drone utilization like in Nigeria, and what do you think can be done to improve that scale compared well, to what Nigeria is currently happening? Nigeria has about 5 million hectares of variable land. And it's advisable to attach one drone to 100 hectares of land. So what that means is that we are looking at close to over 8.5 billion drones. Yeah, so we are looking at about 8.5 billion drones to make Nigeria a 100% drone penetration in the agricultural sector. Is that 8.5 billion drones? Is that in unit of drones? Yes, in unit of drones. That's a lot. 8.5 billion. Yes, that's a lot. Um, we are looking at uh, 
85 million hectares, 100 hectares each drone. So, like this or five billion, that's a whole lot of drone, right? The question is, what can be done? So, we, we are doing two things. One, we are creating an ecosystem. Now, what combines this ecosystem? You're looking at about 8.5 billion drones to make Nigeria 100% drone penetration in the corporate sector. Now, that, that's a whole lot of drones. That's a whole lot of numbers, right? So, for us to actually, one, reduce that number, we have to do two things. One, create an ecosystem because the skill set, the knowledge gap within the drone industry is very large. Like people do not actually know the use cases. They just see it as, oh, a camera that flies and that can capture images, right? Computers. Some people see gaming too. Why others is what they use for their work, their business. Why others is what holds the server. Others are using for programming. So there are several use cases of the drone, right? So what are we doing? We are creating an ecosystem. Now that ecosystem, for an ecosystem to be um, uh, to be like a triangle. You need the knowledge, right? You need the technology, right? And you need the proof of concept. So that proof of concept is where we started by providing drones for people as a service. We are proving to them that this works. That is one. True, we've already had a, a partnership with the University of Ibadan to start a training center which will be starting in the next few weeks. That training center will train a thousand people every year. That's our goal. Although our first year, we're looking at between 400 to 500. But our goal is to get up to a thousand every year. Now, what that would do is we are enlightening people on the use cases of drones and giving them skill sets, be it data analysis or processing, be it piloting, be it the business angle of the drone, be it the manufacturing angle of the drone, be it the hardware repair angle of the drone. So many skill sets to be developed. For an industry to thrive, you need manpower to be aware and have knowledge of those uh, of the of the sector. Now, the last sector is manufacturing. We can't be a hundred percent dependent on China to provide the 8.5 million drone deficit that we need. Right? That's a whole lot. So what are we doing? We're ensuring that we have first a down-to-off assembly plant here in Nigeria with 20 to 30% manufacturing capability. That means that we'll manufacture the form factor or the body of the drone locally and import the chips and the high technology from other countries. Amazing. That way, the cost of that drone would drop drastically. And to make it very, very, very affordable for a farmer to buy. 
So it means farmer in Jalingo has a hundred hectares. You can say, okay, I want to buy two. And he trains two people to fly them in the farm. So that way, we'll be cutting the gap that exists within the drone industry. And we're making it also very easy for our farmers to deploy artificial intelligence, machine learning, and high technology in their farm. We've, we had, a, we had a, an agreement already with the Ondo State government who are working with us to set up this factory. And hopefully, by Q4 2022 uh, and Q1 2023, we should have the uh, factory up and one. Just amazing. Started the, uh, the, the drone academy. So for us, this ecosystem with the AFCFTA would enable us to even sell drones to every African country with zero custom duty charge. We sold for one millionaire here. We sold in South Africa for a millionaire. Maybe just an extra cost for, for freight. But the significance wouldn't be more than two to five percent of what is being sold here. And that way we can begin to replicate and expand across the continent to make delivery much more affordable. So the drone industry is, is a very good one, but it's a 10 to 20 years uh, plan that we see drone technology in every farm. That's our goal. Every farmer must have a drone. I will make it possible. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I, I actually wanted to ask about your plans for the future, but I think you've, you've been just been able to, to talk about everything. Uh, and so right now, is there anything new you would like to tell us as we round up that you're doing with Be Drone? Is there any new project you're very excited about? Just anything you'd like us to know as, as we round up the show? Well, um, the only thing I would like everyone to know is about our academy. Our academy is starting uh, the end of September, and uh, we are open taking uh, registrations for people who want to actually know about the drone industry, who want to understand the sectors within the drone industry and how to make money using a drone. You just log on to bidrone.co, sign up, and we'll reach out to you. Absolutely. Thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you, Confidence, for being on the show. Uh, it's absolutely amazing to learn about what you're doing, your impact in, you know, the agriculture space. I can see you're very excited about it and, and you have big plans for the future. So I just want to wish you all the best in achieving all that. Thank you very much, my brother. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, hello, thank you everyone for listening. That is Confident of, of Beat Drone. And uh, if, if you enjoyed this episode, kindly share it with your friends and you can reach out, you can reach out to us at podcast at gmail.com. Curious is K, K U R I O U S, is the way we spell Curious K. Uh, reach out to us and thank you very much and hope to see you next time. Bye bye. Thank you.